Welcome to ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers with your host, Peggy Smedley. This is ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. I'm your host, Peggy Smedley, and we have a very good discussion planned for you today. We're going to be talking all about advancing cement and concrete sustainability with connected devices. And even more importantly, we're going to be talking about how the Internet of Things is having a significant impact on construction materials. But first, we want to remind you to subscribe to our 365 e-newsletter. And this can help you stay up to date on the technologies and trends impacting construction. And we've been writing about telematics, drones, fleet maintenance, and so much more. And you can do this by visiting conexpoconag.com slash subscribe. But let's get to the topic at hand today. On today's show, we're going to be talking all about advancing cement and concrete. For many construction companies, minimal waste and efficient workflow are two of the top priorities when working with construction materials. And today, contractors are looking for reliability of materials and verified physical and mechanical strong points of concrete. New advances can help. They can help by reducing waste, improving workflow, and decreasing the time and necessity of the labor force and reduce pollution. And these are just a few of the examples. Today, we're going to kind of be diving into this topic of sustainability and how very important it is. Connected devices, interestingly, are playing a very important role, and connected sensors are aiding concrete producers with real-time monitoring data across their entire fleet of trucks. Couple that with the use of devices, and contractors are now able to pour at the right slump and water content. To explain this and more, let me introduce you to Mark Roberts, who is the Director of Verify Research and Development at GCP Applied Technologies. Mark, welcome to the show. Good morning. So, Mark, it's really great to have you on the show today because I really think when we look at sustainability, this is really a very important topic. And I think when we look at it in a bigger picture, I'd love for you to explain how GCP is advancing sustainability with connected devices because that's really a new look and I think in a different approach when we look at what's happening in, in cement and concrete overall. Well, I'm glad to. So... With Verify, we've outfitted concrete trucks with an IoT solution that uh, measures, monitors, and manages the concrete. So what we do is we, we have an onboard computer and sensors, uh, a, an interface for the driver, and all of that information that we're taking in can be displayed to the back office of the concrete producer. But really what it does is it, like I said, monitors, measures, and manages. So the first thing it does is it says, I can now measure the concrete slump, which is the fluidity or the how easy it is to move uh, the material, the concrete. By measuring the concrete slump, we give the driver the ability to, to see what our, the contractor has ordered and what he is producing. And not only the driver, but it also gives the back office the ability to see what they're making. Now, the big thing with concrete is, one, it's the most used construction material in the world, um, and there's 
uh, almost uh, half a ton of cement produced per human being on the planet to kind of put that in perspective. So literally billions and billions of tons of cement is made to make that concrete. And each ton of cement is approximately a ton of CO2 produced into the air. So anything we can do to reduce the variability and the reduce the the influence of uh, the traffic or any other outside forces on that concrete, we can then help them reduce the amount of concrete that gets either rejected or we can also reduce the amount of over-design in the concrete. And over-design is defined as basically adding more and more cement to make sure you cover for the problems out there in the real world. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So that's an interesting point and, and a piece of tidbit that you kind of put a half a ton per human being and that CO2 that you measured because when you couple that with that over design, you can really have, if you're not doing it right, and I guess when you're talking about slump, when you're monitoring the water content as it travels to the plant, to the job site, you can actually have a lot of waste if you're not doing it right. I mean, that's really what we're talking about here, right? Absolutely. Um, so that when the QC department is uh, creating mixes, uh, for basically the recipe for the concrete, there's usually around 550 pounds of cement per yard of concrete. And to put that in perspective, there's like 350 million yards of concrete gets put down in the United States alone. So that's a whole lot of CO2 that's being produced to make that concrete. So the overdesign they need to put in there is well over 5% more than they are actually talking about. So if you talk about 350 million yards and 5% overdesign just to handle the effect of slump over time, you, you're talking an awful lot of CO2 getting put into the air. So with Verify controlling that slump with both chemicals and with water, then you don't have to worry about that overdesign as much and you can reduce the overdesign to, to minimal. So part of this is we've got a two-pronged thing here to look at. One, we're talking about helping the environment, new CO2. We're talking about things like that and the sustainability you're talking about. But two, we're talking about profitability here for construction job sites, which is always what we're talking about when we're looking at the bottom line. So when we look at what Verify actually does, it's really contributing in a lot of ways here right now. Uh, absolutely. So the, the the great part from a sustainability and for us point of view is, you know, the cement is by far the most expensive piece of a concrete in the, in the manufacturer. It is the most expensive ingredient. Um, anything that we can do to reduce the amount of cement in there helps both the environment and the bottom line directly. So the, the use of chemical admixtures, which is another GCP thing that we do here, uh, is the same thing. We use what are called water reducers or, or super plasticizers, and they reduce the amount of total uh, water needed to get the fluidity, and Verify can do that as well. They can add that chemical in there instead of adding water because concrete strength is a direct relationship between water, total water, and the water cement ratio and total cement. So if you can reduce the amount of water needed to get the right slump, you can also increase your strength, reduce your overdesign. The and, cycle continues. And think about that. When we think about the environment and we think about water and we think about water shortages, that's really critical as well if Verify is doing that. I mean, that's really contributing to the environment in a whole lot of other ways as well. Yes, and the, the need to wash out trucks and things like that is, is reduced because you know what's going into the truck and you know what's come out of the truck using Verify. Um, a lot of water gets uh, put into the back and then they have to recycle that water. So it's, it's, a, it's also helpful in that regard. 
So when you look in the big picture of things right now, and we're talking about the journey in, in general to what we talk about in construction right now, this is a big transition to what most construction companies are used to, most fleets are used to. How do you actually help fleets understand the benefit of this? I mean, when you just described it, when you described the QC recipe here and you talk about 550 pounds here, 350 million, when you, when you put those numbers, it just makes sense. But to smaller companies or to others, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of numbers, but yet how do companies instantly say, I, I'm going to see it in my bottom line. I'm going to see it right away. How do you, how does that resonate with these companies? So they see, I, I need to be doing this right away. I need to be looking at Verify. I need to be seeing this impacting what not only I do from a sustainability in, part of it, I also can see what I'm doing in reducing costs and improving bottom line. But how do you get them to know this is going to impact right away? This is not a long-term impact. This is an immediate impact. Well, remember what I said that Verify measures, monitors, and manages. One of the main things it does is monitor both the things that we don't influence. So like the temperature, we don't actually influence the temperature of concrete, but we also monitor where the truck is. Uh, and the back office knows that instantaneously. So we can, um, we also monitor how many revolutions the truck is doing, how many times the truck is going, uh, spinning the drum. So instantaneously by just looking at the data, you can see, oh my goodness, these, these contractors hold my trucks for a lot longer than other contractors. These contractors adjust slump much more often than these other contractors. By just having that data in your hand, you can instantly say, wow, I need to affect the change on these contractors. I need to either sell them a different concrete that they'll be happy with so they're not changing it when it gets there, or I need to have a conversation about not holding my trucks. The concrete industry is a shipping industry with a very perishable product. So anything that we can do to make the turnaround time on the trucks better is just more money that they can make with their their capital. So Verify is kind of like I don't know. See, years ago when you called for a taxi, you didn't you didn't know when the taxi was going to say get there. You'd say uh, please get here at at five o'clock. Now with Uber and things like that, you know where that concrete truck is. This is the same idea. Now the producer used to give his concrete in a truck to a driver and send it on its way and. We call it the mile in the middle. So they, they didn't know where the truck was until it got on site. Now they can look on their screen and say, oh, I know where all of my trucks are. I know where all of my assets are right now. So I can better affect where they're going and what they're doing. So walk me through that. So you, you talk about monitor, measure, and manage. Talk to me of how exactly they're seeing that because you talked about they're seeing it almost like in the cab as they're doing that and they're seeing it in the office. So talk a little bit about how they're able to see that information because that interface that you mentioned with the drivers, that they're able to see the information as well as the back office. So the instantaneous, that real-time access, the information that you just described makes a big difference in the ability to adjust, to to manage the information that you just described and, and make decisions right on the spot. So walk me through actually all three of those points because you're monitoring, you're measuring, and you're managing all at once. So let's let's chip away at each one of those. Sure. We can we can start with monitor. The the monitor we do three things. We monitor the revolutions, so how fast the drum is turning and uh how many times it's gone around. So concrete quality is desperately affected by how much you're spinning the drum. 
if you spin it too hard or too long uh, or too short, you don't have the same quality of concrete. So what we really want to do is say, hey, we want it just right. So we give a target range to the driver. He knows how fast the drum should be turning, and he can affect that with his truck himself. We monitor the temperature of the concrete with a wireless um, sensor that's attached to the drum. Um, you can so concrete is supposed to be placed within a certain temperature range, or it literally will freeze in you know Chicago in the middle of the winter. Uh, versus it can get far too hot and lose all of its moisture, and then uh, and evaporate out, and then you have weakened considerably concrete, or actually spotty concrete. So they have temperature controls all around the places, like say, I don't know. Phoenix in August, they have to either add ice or they have to add uh, nitrogen, liquid nitrogen, to the trucks to try to cool them off. And the, not that's just the trucks, but the concrete itself. So we monitor temperature so that the, the drivers and or the back office can add the right amount of ice and or liquid nitrogen to make sure that works. But all of those things that we monitor are sitting on an in-cab display that basically show the we call the static seven, which are, it shows what the target slump is supposed to be. It shows what your current slump is. It shows what your, uh, target RPM is, what your current RPM is. It shows the temperature of the concrete and it shows how much water you have available left to add to the concrete. That is all available to the driver all of the time. And then we have very simple displays that say, um, messages that you can either send from the back office in text form that only show up once the truck is stopped. Since we have a GPS on it, we, we monitor when the truck actually physically is no longer moving, and then we can display messages so we don't distract drivers. And we also can um, give very basic instructions of what to do next on that load of concrete. So if the, that leads us to kind of where Verify does its job, and it uses the sensors on the truck, and our system uses hydraulic sensors and speed sensors and temperature sensors to measure um, the concrete slump, the fluidity. So it has a fairly complicated algorithm in there to measure the fluidity of the concrete. So by we now monitor those things, we tell them what it is from a measure point of view, but the part of management is very critical to us because now not only is the concrete plant a single location, but you've extended the production of concrete in a time where it used to be dead time or detrimental time when they were on the road to actual production time. So you can affect the concrete quality while you're driving down the road. And then what that allows is for when you get on site, the concrete is ready to pour. So by then you, you monitor those things, you measure the slump, then you manage the slump using either chemicals or water. And then when you arrive on site, the concrete is ready to go. And that ready to go means that you can turn those trucks around faster. How has, in in looking at all of this right now, when you look at the ready-mix concrete market, has, has really changed in general. So when you look at this, are we saying now with the looking at raw materials just in general, how has it changed from years ago to where we are today? What's your oh. opinion on, on, on that growth of it in general? Oh, material, the concrete uh, today versus where it was even just, not that long ago, and especially in concrete terms, is completely different. We have far more materials that we can use. Um, there's by, there's different kinds of cement, or they're not actually cement, but they're called uh, secondary cementitious materials, or SCMs. So essentially, because cement is such a producer of CO2, there's all these other materials that we put in that have cement-like properties, but they also affect the, the look and feel of the concrete. The chemistries that are going into concrete now are well beyond what we had even a decade ago, where we can really 
get at the the core of how concrete moves and what kind of air is produced and um, the fluidity and all these really great aspects of it. Um, and we have you know, there's a shortages of of good quality aggregates, so they're using more and more manufactured aggregates uh, where they either crush stone or they they grind down to, to create manufactured sand. All of those things actually has been a reason why uh, IoT is such an important part of this, because it used to be years and years ago that a concrete driver could be his own QC department. After years of training, he could look and look at a slump and say, "Yeah, I know what that is. That's a five. But with the new rise in chemistries and the new rise in SCMs and and all these new materials, and the fact that what used to be like outlandish, the idea of a 10,000 psi concrete you know, a few decades ago it was not possible, and now it's commonplace. But the variety of concretes they can get makes it so that the truck driver can no longer be a QC department on his own. So you need something on there to tell him that knows all the, the raw materials that are going in and, and knows all of the, the pieces that of the concrete and the concrete science and the QC behind it to say this is what the, the rheology or the, the fluidity of the concrete should be. So that's why it's really important for us to... to move beyond just chemistry and, and SEMs, but to move into IoT as well. Do you see it impacting like when we talk and people talk about whether it's ready mix or precast or self-compacting, whatever types we're talking about and whatever terminology, will the Internet of Things impact any of these types of, of concrete or yes. what we're talking about in general? Absolutely. I don't think there's going to be a piece of the manufacturer of concrete that's not going to eventually have an IoT component. Whether it's sensors uh, for monitoring air, sensors for monitoring slump, uh, so air is a very uh, critical quality measurement for concrete. Um, in precast, they use those. Uh, in ready mix, there's going to be solutions continually like Verify, uh, SEC. You know, the Verify can now measure SEC flow um, flow of concrete. We are measuring the segregation of concrete in the truck as well. All of the the problems with SEC, we can start to measure um, using IoT. So, so in, if we can measure idea, them, then we can help them. And that idea would be like measuring things like the viscosity, you're thinking, the deformability, yep. those kind of things that we're talking, the yields yep. that we were measuring and things we were met talking about as well. Yep, absolutely. So so looking at this for, for the long term, I think when we're talking about this in, in growth and you're talking about air quality and things like this and, and decreasing, uh, substantial decrease in the cost, um, vibration, all of these other things, what do you think is going to be the biggest impact the Internet of Things is going to have long term as we start growing? Because that's where we're seeing sensors and, and, and being able to determine um, problems in in roads, bridges, whatever concrete's going to be used in. Uh, absolutely. They, eventually, the, the big thing is we're taking an industry that has had little to no data um, and, give, and exposing all of those data points to both the owner and the Renamix producer. So, I mean, uh, the amount of concrete that it is tested for quality is, is fairly low. Um, there was recently an article about the new Tappan Zee Bridge they're putting into New York where they um, they were talking about how they test every one out of every uh, five trucks. So every 50 yards, they would put down, they'd test, and they would queue, they'd oversight that every year 200 yards, so one out of every 20 trucks. So, if the, and that is on a 100-year uh, service life project. So pretty much the best you're going to do is at one out of every five trucks. 
we're talking the Internet of Things is going to allow for every single truck at every single minute to be able to be monitored and measured and, and now managed. So that level of data is going to be what changes um, the future of how we make concrete. So will there be some concrete producers that will be more successful – I think than others going forward, or will everybody achieve success with, let's say, Verify or other products that come out? And if they don't use products like this, they're not going to be successful because they're going to have to monitor, measure, manage their 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 concrete solution. I mean, the way they're pouring, the way they're mixing, the way they're just what you just described. Yeah, I I believe that eventually all. Concrete will be monitored by an IoT solution. Now, you know, I'm the director of Verify R&D. Of course, I believe that. But the the point is, once the data is there and you become uh, not you become used to having the data there, it, it's very hard to go backwards. It's very hard to go from a contract that you know gives uh, you an app that shows you where all of your concrete trucks are for your job. So if I'm a contractor, I have an app. It's on my phone. I look and I say, hey, I don't have to worry that the pump is going to run dry because I see there's two other trucks that are right around the corner. They'll be here in a minute. And then if you go to the next concrete supplier and he doesn't have that, you you will miss it. Just like anything else that we have in this in this new age where everything is connected. If you don't have it, all of a sudden, it's crazy. I mean, 15 years ago, if you didn't have Wi-Fi in your house, it was okay. Now, if you don't have Wi-Fi in your house, it's like the apocalypse. So I'm not surprised. It will drive people toward the idea that everything is going to be connected. So I don't. I think eventually everyone will have to to keep up. Will, do you think from a sustainability or regulatory aspect, that's going to be a part of it because – you know, the idea of being able to get projects done or government regulation, that's also going to contribute. Do you see some of that impacting this as well? Um, Verify has been approved by uh, several DOTs as, an, uh, as a test method for slump. Um, so I do believe eventually DOTs will say, get to the same point where they're going to be, well, I don't want to test it one out of every five trucks. I don't want to see a QC department for every one out of 200 um, yards. I want to see data on every single load. Now, I don't think it's absolutely required that there's an IoT solution for that. You could actually just test every single load of concrete. Um, but I think it'll naturally pull itself that way, that people will want to have um, the data, especially for, you know, the government is paying for this bridge. They want to know what went into it. So they're going to want to have the data in that regard. So, yes, I do feel it's going to push that way. And the fact that if we continue to push on the idea of CO2 reduction from the government, we will assume that there's going to be a need to reduce the total amount of CO2 produced in in the production of concrete. Looking ahead, you've you've made such and and I guess I didn't ask how long have you been using Verify right now? Um, I've been with Verify for uh, almost ten years, so we've been working on this for quite a long time. And and looking in and having it in the field right now, how long has Verify been in the field? We've had our current version in the field has been since two thousand. 13, earlier 2013. So you've had how many revisions right now? Oh, we're, uh, the Verify <laughs> hardware gets updated about every five years, but every every week and month we're updating the software and the, and the algorithms behind the scenes. So, you really so we measure had, more and more things every single day. So you've really had a chance to really see kind of where you, you've had a chance to see what you need to do to really make those updates and understand what you want to get in real time. What kind of data? Because when we talk about real time data, we say sometimes there's too much data. So you've had Absolutely. a chance to really get a sense of what's the real data you're going to use 
off of these trucks? What's the real information? Are there things now that you find that are most valuable to the drivers, what are most valuable to the office, and what are extraneous that you know that they're not looking at? How do you actually determine where do you see people are really leveraging the most valuable information that's coming from this yeah. from the trucks? That is an absolutely fabulous question because um, I'm a data person. So my first instinct, of course, was to give every drop of data to everybody and because everyone wants all of the data all of the time because that's how I think. Um, it turns out that most people and do not want all of the data all the time, and they will drown underneath the amount of data that we can provide. Um, we can provide data far faster than most. What we have found is what, what people want is massive exceptions, like things that are desperately broken, and they don't want to know about all of the times things went well because that's easy, right? If it's, not broke, if it's not broke, don't fix it, right? I mean, exactly. So, okay. Um, and, but they also want to, I mean, from the back, we're going to start with the back office and we'll move towards the driver. So the back office people want to know about how their mixes are doing in, uh, like, performing to their spec. They also want to know how their contractors are using their assets because the, the, the truck shows up at the job site. What happens next is really very much dependent on the contractor putting that concrete down. So they want to know what the contractors are doing with their assets for all of that time. So they, we, they wanted that information. They generally want to know and be able to look in their phone at, at a glance and know how yesterday is doing or yesterday was and today is doing. They want to know how much volume they're putting out. They want to know um, who's make, who's getting all of their concrete today. They um, So these are the main things they, they kind of want to think about. We have a, a series we, we basically we break it out into total overall vision, which is like how much concrete is getting put it down, how many trucks are out there right now, how fast your trucks are turning around. Um, and then there's the quality measurements, how much of the concrete is going down in spec, how much is going on out of spec, at both arriving at spec and just being discharged off the ground on spec. They really want to know those things so they can go back to the people who are going out of spec and, and fix them. Now, the, the drivers, on the other hand, they're looking at um, arriving on-site in spec. They want to know that the concrete is going to be taken care of by Verify um, so that when they arrive on the job, they're in spec, so they don't get yelled at. So if, if they have to adjust the concrete, if the contractor is not satisfied with the quality of the concrete, concrete, the first person that he yells at is the concrete driver, and he wants not to be yelled at, just like all of us. So he wants to make sure that Verify is doing its job and making sure that, verif- uh, that uh, the concrete is in spec when it shows up. And we provide that in very simple things. Like we just monitor those seven things I mentioned earlier. But barely it's the slump, what's the target slump, and what's the actual slump of the concrete right now. That's what he really cares about. When you look at all of this and you talk about what the back office is looking at is, you know, yesterday to today and the the concrete that's being put down, is a lot of that based on how the performance are doing? If the job site's working on schedule, are those the things that you're seeing that they're looking at to seeing if they're on schedule? Because we talk about that because construction job sites, you know, we see are not meeting schedules. So is a lot of that having to look at that? Is that the key thing? Yeah, absolutely. It's not, it's a lot of the times it's the driver. Um, when he shows up, he, he's going to know right away if this, this it was going to work out well. A lot of times contractors will order far too much concrete at too fast a speed. So they want, I want 100 yards of concrete and I want um, the first truck there at 8.30 and I want the second truck there at 8.35 and I want five-minute spacing. And they ask for that because they're, they don't know where those trucks are going to be and they never want the pump to run dry. Right? They don't want to be stopped. 
So a lot of the time they'll have lots and lots of concrete trucks just lined up because they're still following that uh, that original order. Now the back office can then see pretty quickly, oh my goodness, I already have four trucks at that job. I don't have to batch that fifth truck and send them there because he's never going to be pouring out that fast. So that is definitely one of the things they look at is the behavior of their contractors and how fast they're getting the, the, the trucks emptied. Mark, we're running out of time, but just quickly, where do you see the future of connected devices now in all of this? I know we talked about that, but do you see, you know, we talked about the IoT playing a critical role. Do you see more and more connected devices, Internet of Things? Do you see artificial intelligence, machine learning kind of playing its role in all of this since you're a big data guy? Uh, yeah, so definitely artificial intelligence and machine learning is going to play a role. We use that in our back office for our algorithm development already. It's by far, once the data is coming in, we, we definitely use that. I definitely think that is going to be um, something that the our, the ready-mix producers and I think also um, contractors are going to use. They're going to be able to use the information that they've already used on the past pours and, and, the, and the past projects they've done to create better scheduling. I think they'll be able to use it to create better concretes um, and better requirements for all of those concretes. I think it's definitely going to play a role. And I definitely think that there's going to eventually be a role for sensors embedded in concrete that are going to stay there forever to monitor the health of that building or monitor the health of that bridge. Well, I have to tell you, Mark Roberts, the Director of Verify Research and Development at GCP Applied Technologies, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. No problem. It's great. All right. Well, listeners, we are out of time. With the right materials on projects, construction professionals, as you all are, can save costs and resources. Hopefully, this episode has given you some insights about how cement and concrete sustainability is advancing with the help of the IoT and connected devices at the job site. Thank you so much for joining us today. That's all the time we have. Join us next time. Now, I want to remind you to stay up to date on the technologies and trends impacting the construction industry by subscribing to our 365 e-newsletter. You can do that by visiting conexpoconag.com slash subscribe. Thank you for tuning in to ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of the